Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to the Rise Inside podcast. Today's pretty cool because we're continuing a new new series here of the Rise Inside podcast where we're going to go inside Rise and talk to the folks that actually make all of you know what we're doing here um, important, relevant, and how we continue to move things forward. And I get to talk to the little engine that could and the one that drives us all, and that's Zoe Robert, the finance and administration operations manager, which is a mouthful, man. Welcome to the show, Zoe. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, It's really neat to be able to talk to you in a, I don't know if this is a formal setting, but getting to talk about what we actually, what you do all day, because I know the things I interact with you on, but that's different than most of the team. And it's different than a lot of other people. You wear a ton of hats here. Tell me a little bit about your role. Yeah, of course. And like you said, my title is a mouthful and it means I do a lot of different things. You probably know me more on the finance side of it, um, but there's a lot to it. So yeah, like, like you said, my official title is finance administration and operations manager. Um, simplified way I like to say it is I kind of manage the day-to-day operations of the business. Um, so the finance side of it is kind of cash management and managing the company's spendings. Um, and also there's financial planning and looking ahead. Um, what do we need a budget for? What kind of revenue are we expecting in the future? So that's kind of the finance side. Then on the admin side, and there's also sort of a human resources side of it where I do some hiring, some interviewing. I manage uh, people's benefits here um, and just logistics around the people we hire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the operations side, I also make sure our facilities are in order. Um, I do some travel planning for trade shows and for just the executive travel that happens throughout the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot to it. And there's also sort of a kind of executive assistant or right hand of the CEO side where I'm scheduling calls with investors. Um, yeah, it kind of just since I started in January, whatever season we're in of the company, it's like, all right, let's take this new role and let's do this now. So yeah. It's been an adventure. Wild that it's only been, you know, just over eight months. I mean, yeah. I mean, but your old hat here, you're like, you know, one of the seasoned, uh, seasoned folks. Right. Yeah. I started probably employee number 20 um, and we're already like 29 people. And since the eighth months that I've started. So, yeah, that's just crazy. So tell me a little bit about uh, how, what led you to rise? What, what was your background beforehand? Um, So I can go way back in my background to college years. Um, so like, you know, I'm, I'm from France and I did the first few years of college in France. And then I transferred to Northeastern University right um, here in Boston. Um, and both of these colleges in France and in um, Boston had co-op programs and internship programs. And so I did a lot of experience, even though while I was in college, 
Um, I worked one year in London at NBC Universal, so an American company in London. Um, I was on their financial planning and analysis team, um, so doing budgeting and forecasts for their TV shows. Uh, it was pretty pretty exciting place to work, and sure. I worked with a lot of great people, too. It was, it was a fun environment to be in. Um, it also made me fall in love with London, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love London? Yeah, (laughs) right. On a sunny day. I know they don't get many of them, but man, when it is nice out, it is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Everybody's tanning in the parks. It's it's really funny. Yeah. Um, So I did that for a year. And then during my Boston years, I got a chance to work at the Boston Consulting Group. Um, That was cool because I got to work with a ton of smart people. There were so many, it was a huge company and a lot of people who were potential mentors. And so that was the kind of good side of BCG. Um, What I didn't like as much is because it was so big, I was just one of like 10,000 people and I didn't feel like I was making such a huge impact. Um, So it kind of led me to think, huh, maybe I should try out the small company and the smaller guys. And that's kind of what led me to be interested in startups and and find out about rise um, and be like, hi, if I was one of 20, maybe I would have a bigger impact and uh, I would learn more and do more. And it turns out it's what I do. (laughs) You do everything. So (laughs) I have to learn more. Yeah. 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 There's there's no choice there. It is Mm -hmm. like, oh, goodness gracious, we're going and uh, you got to, you know, build the airplane on the way down. Yeah, basically. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, it does make every day uh, fun and unique. Yes, it makes it more interesting for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, what are some things you talk a little bit about, you know, growing up in, in France? What are some of the, um, you know, and you just spent a month there this summer, which uh, was awesome uh, mm-hmm. for, for you to be able to to do. What are some of the cultural differences that you, you see, you know, relative to the European economy and, and, um, you know, the, the U S economy and maybe, you know, the difference between working for a, a company in, in France and expectations versus, uh, being here at rise. Well, so it's interesting that you went that way with the question because I've actually never worked in France other than very small, like a hostess job, but I've never worked for a big com- for a company, um, in France. So I couldn't tell you what it's like culturally in the workplace. I've heard a lot of complaints coming from my dad that there's a lot of bureaucratics that are annoying, but that's as much as I know. Um, But in a broader sense, culturally, the biggest difference is the food, 100%. (laughs) It's funny this summer to have a lot of Americans be in France with me um, and hearing them say, I wanted something quick to eat, but I couldn't find anything. (laughs) Like we don't have fast, 10 fast foods at every um, highway exit. Um, right. But we have much more delicious food, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the more obvious difference that I, I won't disagree with that statement at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, food in, in France is is delicious. And but also, you know, it's um, uh, with uh, that deliciousness does take time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also enjoy um, taking more time off. Like one thing I know is and love about France is that we take a lot more vacation days and people take two weeks off in the summer and have five weeks off throughout the year. And that's one thing I was very nervous about coming to the United States and having just one or two weeks. And luckily rise has a better policy than that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, people do like to spend time with their families and um, just have a slower lifestyle, I think, than here. 
Well, what are some of the things that you do get to take advantage of uh, when when you do have downtime? Uh, or, I mean, I know downtime is an oxymoron here at Rise at the moment, but uh, what is it, you know, what, when you do have a chance to to slow down and, and take it all in, you know, what are some of the uh, of the interests that you have outside of, of Rise? Uh, so I like to dance a lot. I kind of call myself a dancer. Um, I grew up doing contemporary dancing, a little bit of ballet. Um, and I did a lot of that all through high school and a little bit through college. And then when I started college, I started learning about couple dancing. So like salsa, swing dancing, bachata. And I even learned a lot of ballroom dances at Northeastern. Um, I entered the comp- competitive team and, and that was that was a lot of fun. So I do go social dancing a lot <laughs> um, and love the now, now my go-to dance is salsa. Salsa dancing yeah. is kind of what I, my chosen dance at the moment. Well, that's but, exciting. Yeah. And does your, your husband uh, participate as well? Yes, we actually took some private salsa lessons for, uh, to prepare for our first dance. It was one of the things I was most excited about <laughs> for, for the wedding was to, to showcase our, our salsa dance. Well, that's um, pretty cool. So, yeah. Were all the guests invited to uh, to salsa with you? Um, they were invited to dance after we were done with our our first dance. It, I don't think I saw anybody do some salsa dancing, but <laughs> there was a lot of dancing until three a.m., which I was yeah. very happy with. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Um, yeah. You know, what are some other things that you that you guys like to do? Um, I'm a big traveler, um, as you can imagine. I'm a France and I'm. I'm a French woman in, in America. Yeah. Um, and throughout my whole childhood and my teenage years, I would go traveling with my parents a lot. They traveled the world before I was born. And so they kind of gave me the travel bug. Um, and actually last summer, my husband and I drove a motorcycle across the United States. Uh, so we took like 46 days. I think we broke down once and stayed put for a week. But other than that, we were traveling for the whole length from Boston to Oregon. Um, and we didn't go the most direct route. We went south first to Mississippi and kind of went, did a U um, route to, from Boston to Oregon. So you went like um, route 10 across the country and then like route 80 back or did you do? It was all off-road. So we avoided wow. highways the whole time. And most of the time we tried to do dirt roads. There's this road called the Trans-America Trail, um, which crosses the whole United States with all dirt roads. So for us being two on one motorcycle, it was kind of tiring. So we did end up doing some paved roads, but we never went on highways. It was, it's honestly scary being on a motorcycle on a highway. So yeah. I liked it better that way. Well, that is really cool. What, were yeah. some, what was one of the coolest things that you got to see that no one, that, that you got to share? And every time you talk about that trip, you're like, oh my God, I got to this spot. And I think when we broke down in Colorado, we were really lucky, one, because we had just crossed the length of Oklahoma, which was the most boring part of the trip. And we break down in our first city in Colorado or our first town called Salida. And it was the it was the best town to break down in because we went rafting, we went hiking, we went mountain biking, we stayed with a bunch of locals, we made a bunch of friends. And we were really we it was like the best place to break down. We were there yeah. for a week and it was honestly super fun. Um, yeah. And we were really glad it didn't happen in Oklahoma because that right. would have been a different story. 
No kidding. That's so cool. Yeah. So you get back from your, you know, trek across country and then you're like, well, I'd like to, you know, jump in with a smaller startup. What made the, what made the vision of Rise uh, appeal to you? What, did, it, did it resonate and was that important? Um, so I think when I like was looking, thinking about where I want to work, um, I've always been really into the whole sustainability aspect and like, I've done a lot of research into like zero waste and minimalism, low consumerism, you call it, I don't know what, what we want to call it, but basically I was thinking what kind of company embodies that vision or isn't just selling something that I'm not interested in, or is just selling a service that I don't believe is useful. Um, and rise to me, um, wasn't those and was actually felt actually useful, um, and innovative and was transforming an industry that's been kind of slow in the whole environmental social governments um, improvement world. So um, that's kind of why I was, I thought Rise would be a good fit. Yeah. What does a, a, a day look like in the life of Zoe Robert today? <laughs> um, days are very different depending on the time of year, the time of the, the season of the company sort of. Um, Depending on if it's fundraising season, I'm helping schedule calls with um, venture capitalist firm or just invent investors in general. If we're hiring a lot, I'm doing a lot of interviews with candidates. Uh, if it's the beginning of the month, I'm usually doing a lot of accounting and finance things where I'm like closing the closing the books. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the days are different. What is always the same is that I'm always at my desk. I kind of envy the engineers who get to walk around and work on things. I'm I'm always kind of at my desk. Yeah. Um, and just managing. It's tough to tough to do accounting, you know, walking around. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> if I could find a job where I could be doing finance and accounting, but still walking around, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, what are some of the biggest obstacles that you that you see, or you know, opportunities that you see? Um, that are coming for you? For me, um, I think right now there's a little bit of a lack of a, a, like a direct manager or someone to train me in what I want to do. Um, so I think that's kind of a struggle right now, but it's also an opportunity for me to just say, I want to learn this and I'm going to go out and find a way to learn it and do it. Um, so it's both a, an obstacle and an opportunity. Yeah. What are some of the things that you're most excited about that you see on the horizon, you know, within Rise and, um, you know, within within your role? Um, so I can tell that we're that we're getting in a lot of business development like work and we're struggling to choose which one we want to go for, which I think is going to bring a lot of new opportunities for Rise. And I think once we decide which route we want to go, if it's waste management or if it's container handlers or, or whatnot, um, it's kind of exciting to see that we have all these opportunities and that one day we're going to pick one and we're really going to develop the company in that way. Um, and we'll have kind of a more precise mission, which is what I'm excited about. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of neat things that are on the horizon. There is no doubt. I know yeah. that, um, you and I could sit here and, and talk about all of them, but um, they're not yet public. So we can't do that. Um, so exactly. it is, it is, it is a lot of fun. I I'm with you on that. I think it makes every day exciting to walk in and say, all right, what are we tackling now? <laughs> yep. 
So cool. Well, Zoe, thank you so much for joining me and sharing a little bit on the insight of, you know, who you are and what's important to you for uh, at Rise and uh, what you see as, um, as uh, uh, you know, opportunities on the horizon. This has been great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Rise Inside podcast, where we talk more about what is happening inside of Rise and the people that make uh, Rise so unique and important. This has been an opportunity to hear from Zoe Robert, our uh, finance admin and operations manager, uh, who has the title of keeping us all on track. So thank you, Zoe. I appreciate you being here today. Thanks, Justin. All right. Until next time. You have been listening to the Rise Inside podcast, presented by Rise Robotics. On behalf of our guest today and host Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our LinkedIn page 